jazz age living. Old fashioned sipping, pizzazz ain't missing. Got the fat cats kissing the top. Bring the old age back. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 32 of the Sunday wow. Podcast. Uh, back with guests. Um, no longer have to deal with my ramblings um, from the last five episodes. Even snuck one in uh, Thursday night after we all went out to uh, Hopsmith. My dad which caught was it. Good. Your dad caught it. If you haven't, if you haven't heard it, it's me drunkenly rambling about the the NFL draft. But there's a theme song. There is a theme song. It's the Counting Crows um, by. Um, well, it's, it's Mr. Called, Jones. It's called Mr. Yeah, it's, it's not by. <laughs> yeah, it's by Mr. Jones. It's called the Counting Crows. It's called the Counting Crows. It's uh, Mr. Jones by the Counting Crows, who I I actually we'll get into this story after we introduce, but uh, saw them at the Ravinia Festival, which is back uh, in Illinois. But want to uh, introduce? We have a guest again. A month later, uh, Fred is in town. We've known Fred for I've known Fred for what is it? Four years now. Yeah, something like that. Time flies, and. Um, Always, always a pleasurable, pleasurable experience. Every time. Uh, every time. So Fred has made his way. He has moved to California, but made his way back to the old stomping grounds. Um, is there is there anything else you want to have attached to your name in this introduction? Do you want to go that's, into uh, your... That's a deep philosophical question <laughs> that you just put me on right, right there on the right. spot, you know? I mean, mostly that I'm pretty pleasurable. I'm happy about that. <laughs> Uh, what if yeah. this was an ambush? I was like, I hate <laughs> yeah. this guy. Uh, no, I met. I, I'm one. Of, I'm part of the residency clan that I think a lot of other guests have come from. So mm-hmm. I met Sean through that, and then Adam through kind of Travis and the crew, mm-hmm. and we were just good buddies through Chicago for all that time. And what was your initial impression of Sean the first time you met him? And do you even remember the? Yeah, first the time? funny thing about me and Sean is that you would think we would have had some ceremonious like the first second we saw each other we held hands Agreed. went into the sunset Agreed. but it was a good six months or so into our first year of internship before me and sean really started hanging out on any real level what did you say that's right. true i agree it was it was interesting so my first month on my first month of residency was kind of interesting and one of my closest and fastest friends quinn who we all know and love mm-hmm. um and i were the gave her a smooch one time nice yeah. yes mm-hmm. good for you um <laughs> we're both um we we started residency on nights so we were the two interns on nights so for basically a month we didn't interact with anybody else because our schedules were totally flipped and so when i came back onto day shift my first rotation was on the hepatology service and we're in this small little closet more or less the size of my bathroom, which was Fred, Travis, and I all together. So these guys kind of had like the rounding thing down, like knew how to talk to attendings, knew how to call consults. I was used to just filling Tylenol overnight for people. So for me, it was really cool to land with someone as nice and open and pleasurable, as you said, with Fred and Travis to uh, get back get back into the swing of things, get into the swing of things for the first time. And then to your point, kind of grew from there. Right. Who kicked it off? Who made the, the first overture? Because that's a big thing. Like I, That's always me with my friendships is... I give the call, right? I'm like, look, I know we don't hang out, like, but I'm, I'm making the first move here. So yeah. you want to watch a game, like, I'll come over. And then, like, within 30 minutes, it's like, oh, this guy's cool. Like, I'll definitely be hanging out with him again. Mm-hmm. And then that's start of a friendship. So was there anything like that? Or do you guys even remember? I, I think to Fred's point, there, there might not have been that moment. It was just, yeah. you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're in the cauldron together long enough, ingredients start getting along. I don't know. What do you think, Fred? Yeah, I think that's that's right. It was more of a, 
gradual blending, you know, like a like a good dark Pop, stew, a good dark stew coming together, maybe a party or two here or there, exactly, right? And mm-hmm. then suddenly it was just like, oh, someone dropped out. Oh, yeah, I, we, we could just. I guess we could just hang out like you and me. Right? I'm taking red pills. He's taking blue pills. We have a couple conversations. And before you know it, I realize Santa Monica's not that bad. And neither is Fred. <laughs> um, well, Sean, I don't know if you how deep you want to go, but I, uh, I know that you've been thinking about possibly moving. But I think that's off the table now. But would you ever move to California? And why is the answer no? California's tough for me. Uh, the, the answer the answer today, to the best of my knowledge, is no. And there are a few reasons for that. One is my family doesn't have any plans to move across the country. And the friends I know who have gone there who wanted to maintain close ties to family really struggled with the time difference, the distance, et cetera. Right. Um, I think I'm pretty purple, all things considered, depending on which uh, issue comes up. And I don't identify a ton with the political platforms that dominate California. I also don't agree with the— Is that—that that is a common term? Do people say that? Purple? I, that was the first time I've ever heard I, that. I said. think it's becoming more in vogue. You moan. You know me. I, I, I'm I, pretty I, purple. I, I thought of Northwestern, <laughs> first off. I, I, I thought pretty purple. <laughs> pretty purple. Well, I, I I'm gonna, okay, well, the shirts are already being printed. <laughs> it's the Sunday Punch Factory. Pretty purple. <laughs> the, tough part of, the, the tough part for me is that California has so much awesome nature, and I love being outdoors. Right. I love the nature there. And skiing. And skiing, and skiing, and actually, like wh- where I find myself sort of most liberal are on social issues, and California does that pretty darn well overall. Mm-hmm. Big law and order guy, though, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so probably not just because probably not stuff. too far so away. Not really family a political thing doesn't doesn't hit my my, uh, my purple buttons, <laughs> and then um, but but pretty purple. But Fred's there, so like I, I you know never say never. Well, Fred, I, you were telling me how it's just like a little bit different of. You know, you're used to the Chicago lifestyle of I walk everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, the, like, there's no like hidden price, you know, upshots. Like, you're telling me about the tolls. Like, how much of that has been like kind of a culture shock of, all right, I need a car now. Oh, there's a toll. Oh, I need to do this or that. Yeah. 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 It, it's life is definitely harder there in terms of like you have more stuff, you know, all the camping, skiing, all these activities right. also come with tents and skis <laughs> yeah. and, Warm clothes, cold clothes, surfboard, you know, the whole right. thing. And so your life is just more complicated than it is here where basically all you need here is like a nice jacket and right. your, the key to your apartment and a bus <laughs> pass and you can like hit the town, mm-hmm. you know. And so that part's definitely a bit, a little bit of a change, you know. Um, but on the other hand, like you just turn the corner places and you're just like right, right. struck in by like how beautiful the place is sometimes, especially I think in the San Francisco Bay area where it's, you know, it's not just this flat wasteland, but it's hilly. You turn mm-hmm. a corner on a hill, you have a view of the Bay and it's like, holy Mac, holy guacamole. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know if you've listened. I've, I've been taking a, uh, a wine master class, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I would love to uh, maybe hit up Napa. You were telling me we that Napa, to. did you know this fun fact? Napa, uh, they had a big taste test. And this was years back, and this is when Napa got on the map. And they had all the French Bordeaux. I think so. Against the cabs. Against from the Napa. cabs from Napa and Napa cleared the board. And then when they kind of like flipped over the name tag. Right. What in the world this is all coming from? So that's from when Napa got on the map. But world. I would love to do some blind tasting. You know, 
a, a simple guy trip <laughs> to Napa <laughs> and do some wine. I'm a different kind of guy. Really right? brass tacks. Right. Well, it was kind of cool in, in getting to know Fred and kind of like learning more about California because I really didn't have a lot of exposure to California until, you know, Fred and I started getting closer. I, I really wasn't out there that much. Um, I learned to appreciate the big difference between even like SoCal, NorCal, and I am still pretty much an idiot about all this stuff, but, and even just those regions are different culturally, different temperature-wise, different geographically, and then even wines are really different between them. Because when we went down there, we did like... You guys already did this, did We did the Edna Valley areas. Fred will know more. Yeah, but we did Central Coast, which is like between the Bay Area and L.A. But, you know, the thing about Napa is that I I don't know, I'm not a wine guy, so I don't want to overspeak, but there, it's it's special because of all these microclimates because the bays from the south so that's like salt watery mm-hmm. there's mountains to the east which give it some cold and that's where the cabs grow is up mm-hmm. on these mountainsides and then there's a deep valley with tons of sun where you can grow pinot and chardonnay and things like that and so it's one of the few places in the country where you can you know drive from within 20 minutes go from some of the best cab which would usually be all a place could do to the best Pinot, to the best Chardonnay, because of these microclimates, even within a couple of miles, mm-hmm. dramatically change the type Too of cool. you can make. How do you do that trip? Do you work your way and then you just stay in like a bed and breakfast and then you work your way and you kind of do that? Some Fred? So a little bit of like the Some sideways. Fred? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm literally basing my entire trip off the movie sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Will I also meet a, a girl on a motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's an hour away from San Francisco, so you yeah. can do two tastings and come back to the city at night and just go back and forth. Sure. But a lot of people do get a nice big place out there and then maybe hire a driver for a day so that the whole crew can uh, partake in some libation. Is there a train? Right. I feel like there's a train out there somewhere. There could be. I don't know the answer. If not, oh my goodness. That is my, the investment. That's yeah. the capital investment I want to make. Talk to Joe Biden. He's like Mr. Choo Choo. That loves a good train. <laughs> yeah. Is that not in the infrastructure bill? <laughs> Trust me, Joe Biden's already working on it. What we need to do is repave the streets of Detroit, and then we need a choo choo train <laughs> yeah, through yeah. Napa Valley. Joe Biden loves a good choo choo. <laughs> uh, wasn't that one of his most recent initiatives? Is he's like investing like heavily in Amtrak and. Am I the only one keeping up no, with the railroad no, news it's, of it's, the it's, times? It's, it's, it's interesting to me because I think that our country would really benefit from a national high-speed rail system. Mm-hmm. But our answer to that always seems to be just throw more money into Amtrak, which has inv- like operated at a net loss <laughs> for like the last two decades. I mean, it's effectively been nationalized anyways. So I don't understand why we don't just like incentivize private capital to do this. And I mean, that, that's right, what, right. That's isn't, what, that's why that Elon, you know, Elon, you know, he's like, come on the cast. Basically has like the, the channel destructor device, yeah. like under LA, you know more about that, Fred? Yeah, you know about the channel. What's going on with the tunnel system? Do, do you know about like the the, the California? If there's ever been a purple topic to talk about, it's this, the railroad. It, it, it's the railroad. <laughs> we can we can meet in the middle on this one. That's why the politicians love infrastructure because no one can be mad right. about you know jobs and like paving new roads. Those damn railroads are taking our jobs. By the way, quick quick sidebar: Did you guys see when we put out like the contents of our infrastructure bill? China just started trolling us. They're like, "Oh, you're rebuilding bridges. You're really going to stimulate your economy, aren't you, America?" And, like, I didn't see that. They started trolling us immediately. But that's why we need Donald Trump to have his Twitter back. <laughs> You've been like, "You're a loser. You've always." been one hashtag you're a loser <laughs> good luck so please fred 
the tunnels. I, 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 <laughs> the I, I, I need I need some probably research help, but the, the the train story in California is horrendous. I mean, they passed this huge bill to have a high speed train to go from LA to the Bay Area. It's supposed to be the the key thing, and it's just crazy expensive. Yeah, like I think they passed the bill for a billion dollars, and they planned it, and they got to. Three billion they needed to build this thing. I, we would have to look at the numbers specifically, but it ended up being at least double what they thought it would cost, and it's just really expensive. And it turns out you can fly Southwest for sixty bucks. <laughs> so right. you know, it's just and it takes fifty five minutes. You know, so that's a tough that's a tough bar to to break. But have you seen Murder on the Orient Express? I was gonna go right there. They <laughs> need us. to romance the train. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like you go to the bar, the opulence. There may or may not be a murder you have to solve right. halfway through. That's the train I want to be on. Right. I, I appreciate the romance of Southwest. You know. <laughs> oh come on. Man, I'm Group B. <laughs> Are you B seven? Because I'm B nine. Yeah. Wonderful. Sit to together, and you never do. Yeah. Panic by and by go the way, accidents. I love. Everyone likes to like go up and they're like, oh, oh what, what's your ticket say? Like, I don't want to like cut the line here. I'm like, dude, you're obviously below me. <laughs> <laughs> I am a ten, and I can see in your sweaty forehead that you're B fourteen. The funny part is, I, I always have my my jams pumping or a podcast going. So. Unfortunately, this is not very nice, but my answer to that's usually <laughs> just like show the ticket number. It's like I'm listening you to do such the math. an important podcast <laughs> on, the rail, on the railroads right now. You couldn't possibly You just have to like imagine. scarlet letter it, you know, A10. And everyone A10. just looks oh, at your yeah, forehead. Yeah. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. You're in. Um, cool that. But no, so I, I think we need a – Just a quick sidebar in south, Southwest though because um, I injured my shoulder mm. and this was coming back from Pittsburgh. I was like willing to pay the extra to like move up to whatever I needed to do. And uh, the person on Southwest was like, oh, you'll, you, don't worry about it. You're pre-board now. I was like, I don't have to pay anything. They're like, no, just you're hurt. See, you're pre-board. So now I will always wear a sling <laughs> to the airport. That's going to be my new thing. I'm going to be 50 and still have that same sling that Travis gave me. Just always getting that pre-board. And, and you know what? Like that speaks, I think, in a way, amazing things about Southwest and in a way, terrible things about you. <laughs> <laughs> children, <laughs> couldn't agree more, Sean. Couldn't agree children more. and army <laughs> veterans stand aside. Here comes Adam with the sling. <laughs> well, it's always going to be a little sore, right? <laughs> you're, you're nursing it back to health for 30 years. <laughs> I, I think I think he actually wears it because he likes the security pat down you get. If you, oh yeah, yeah. If, if you're gonna have to the... cavity search me, guys. No, you're just wearing a sling. No, I insist. Yeah. I insist. But that is super cool. Like, what a nice customer service and be like, no, listen, no. Well, Southwest is by far they my favorite. I've gone. I've been on every airline, and I think Southwest is by far the best. I mean, look, you got to deal with like the, you know, your. The load on in your group kind of thing, <laughs> but you know, I wish they would have adopted. Right. So just do the seats. Like, why are we all getting on like cattle? But they're really cool people, good customer Great service, customers. always understanding. Like, there's always been times when I'm like, actually coming back from Vail from the ski trip, I was like, I thought like I, I overestimated the time I was going to need. And like, I was like, I'm going to have like six hours at this airport. And I just went up to her and she's like, well, we, I just got you on the next flight. No charge. It's fine. You approach people like, you know, it's, it's so interesting. I did approach her in a full body cast. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, can you just load me on to the, the carry on ramp? (laughs) And I'm going to need that full sort of, sort of a Stephen Hawking like apparatus. (laughs) So we already patted you down once. You're good. No, uh, uh, we got to repeat it. Uh, but they are good. Um, I did want to get back 
you know, five minutes ago to the wine. What the was tunnels? the wine oh. to the tunnels? Did we ever did we ever figure out the railroads? Uh, they should uh, build more. They're fr- super expensive, but I still think they expensive. should romance. I'd like it. I, I still think that, that the long-term benefit is all about moving goods, yeah, not yeah. moving Freight. people. Right. Freight. Yeah, yeah, because that's where you really uh, – Sure. That way Chicago can get some stuff, you know? <laughs> right. Is it cheaper to and it's it's gotta be cheaper to than truck in bulk, yeah. Got yeah, it. yeah. Okay. Um the wine last night we all went to Prime and Provision. They're not a sponsor. I just really like the mm-hmm. restaurant. Um what was the wine you got after the duckhorn? Because you d- did like a secret wine ordering. I really like the wines from Tuscany. So I got a Chianti. That was okay. from that is so a uh, Chianti based of the grape, and um, it was from Tuscany, and that was just like great way to kind of cap it at the end of the night. Although the 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 duck horn, duck horn, duck horn that I've seen that in, in the Costco stores, bottle. that was delicious. Was delicious. Was delicious. It's, a, it's not like a overly expensive wine, but it's like you know it gets the job done. It's kind of on par with to me like my favorite like cheap wine is called Alamos. They have a Malbec and it's like delicious. And yeah, I mean I've had all of the other like we even had the Camus on the one cast with Chris. And it was good, but it's like it's 100 bucks a bottle. It's like when you get to those price hey. points, I, I, I'm not sophisticated enough to know. Sam Fred would be able to tell the difference, but I definitely can't. No way. <laughs> my my Sam is Trader Joe's. You know, if, if they put it on the shelf there, you gotta trust. Right. The, the, some the, the, some you can. Some I am like, wow, this has like an extra push at the end, mm-hmm. which I, a normal wine just doesn't have. Doesn't care. I can taste the history. <laughs> well, you're also digging the, the masterclass. Right. Right. <laughs> they call it the terroir. The That's what? The, Soil, the sun, everything interacting. The that amalgamation. Going, yeah, the person going out. It's it's kind of means like the history of the wine. And, w- and what is it again? I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. Go for it. Terroir. Terroir. I'll buy it. Sounds pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. All right. Cool. It's cool. all in the masses. It's, it's all lethal. What do we got? A, a ether keep going up here. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm watching the ether <laughs> ticker like I, a hawk, dude. I literally looked over like four seconds ago and it was at 2,500. It's screaming up, dude. Okay, wait, quick, qu- quick moment though, just to wrap up the Prime Provision thing. Right. Go to Prime Provision. Ask for Jessica. Awesome service. Showed us a she great time. Cool. She was. We cool. we acknowledge that we are celebrating Fred visiting town. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Fred's been working really hard recently and just got. Incredible service and um, but just recently, not overall. Re- yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're never working too recently. Hard. Our line of work is like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I, another thing I wanted to talk about is what what's going on with the the bill from last night? Because I you refuse to let anyone pay. You don't have Venmo, which would you like to explain? <laughs> like, Sean watched The Social Dilemma and then deleted his Venmo after. It's like, uh, I don't think that was the... <laughs> I don't think that was the driver of depression. So I, look at all these people <laughs> making money. I can't take it. So I uh, I, I experienced uh, identity theft about two years ago, mm. and that was really frustrating to go through. Right. And so I just tried to minimize my footprint anywhere where it could possibly be hackable. Um, and for me, like it's not that big of a deal. I carry some cash. So we have to exchange small bills for things we can. Uh, for something like last night, I was I was happy to sponsor the dinner, or at least a, a portion of it. Yeah, because I did pay Carlos, so I'm willing well, to pay Well, let, let's dude. be honest. Carlos has stealed a lot of money from that dinner. <laughs> Carlos, so just, Tom got – Tom paid Carlos. I paid Carlos. I paid Carlos. You paid Carlos. <laughs> did Carlos give you any of – Of course not. He's buying sneakers with it, man. Are you kidding me? 
He's buying lace-ups. <laughs> that was fascinating last night. Him going into the sneaker trade. You had to talk. Break I'm that down. Okay. I didn't really hear it. So if you follow, like anything else, like, you know, I, I was kind of relating it back to, like, these NFTs and, like, uh, baseball cards and stuff like that. If you know, like, the good sneakers that are coming out, right, and you're getting that news and you hit the drop at the exact moment, you can buy the shoe for, like, 300 bucks. But then on the reseller's market, you can sell it for 700 bucks, right? And he can do that, and he knows all the shoes, so... He's like buying all these shoes. But the funny thing with Carlos is he's not taking the profit. He's literally just buying more super shoes. expensive <laughs> shoes for himself, right? He's like using the 400 profit to be like, oh, now I can overpay for like the Jordan ones that were like that on, someone that else were is near selling. his feet at one point, right? <laughs> so I'm going to go over there and uh, I don't know when. I'll just show up. And uh, I want to go through it with him because I could definitely get into that. And I have the time to – and I don't care about buying – sneakers for myself so i think i can right. make a good bit of money off this you're just kind of the pass through to somebody else but you, you take a margin you take a margin me. on the he way doesn't right doesn't have the time right maybe i give him percentage for his knowledge but he doesn't have the time while he's working to actually buy the shoes and everything what, what i'm seeing play out here you know fast forward two to three years is sort of a syndicate <laughs> system where carlos is at the top he's got like four or five shoe guys below right. him yeah. Yeah, and before right. you know it carlos is like designing yeah. shoes at nike I mean, and i'm in my apartment with like boxes stacked to the ceiling right. of shoes i'm like welcome come down this corridor of shoe boxes sort of an invigoron scenario <laughs> yeah exactly i mean carlos is the key to this whole scheme you need, you need the knowledge have him. And, you know yeah without his knowledge i could never do it right? right right but he doesn't have the time and i would be like a bulldog about it so I think we could team up and actually make a, a decent amount of money. It makes me wonder, like, what what other products this is happening for? NFTs. Sunglasses, watches, like, what, what, watches you, what are the other sure. things that, watches like, this is, this sure. is happening with, I wonder? Cards, right? The problem with watches... Pokemon cards? No, no. Maybe. Baseball, basketball, <laughs> football cards. But, but maybe. Um, or NFTs. It's like Charizard? I think, I think a Charizard <laughs> sure. goes for a pretty penny. Sure. Pokemon cards are Beanie very babies? popular. Is Beanie Babies still a thing? Um, no. That and Garbage Pail Kids. I, I, I enjoyed Beanie Babies because, you know, we were all growing up at the time. And, uh, it, like, they literally had books on Beanie Babies that, like, were just lying. They're like, this Beanie Baby you buy at $30, and in five years it will be worth $3,000. Right. I was like, what? <laughs> How do we know? Are you from the future? <laughs> Dude, my buddy's mom was really into Beanie Babies, like, off the business perspective. And, like, literally was, like, buying them in, like, glass cases and shit. And I think made a lot of money during that time. But then, obviously, the fad died. Kind of cashed over. out. Right. Sort of, but, a, sort of a Dogecoin scenario. So I think she has, like, <laughs> off the or cash. Ether. No, dude, Ether has real applications. Cloud-based. Real application. Um, Point but. of stake. DApps. DeFi. Get with it. Also, tickers at 2,900.76. Let's go. Up 4.2 today. Um, hold. Hold the line. But then she just, like, when it crashed, had, like, you know, 50, like, in the case, Feeny Babies. It's like, what do you do with them? Because you're, you're emotionally attached at that point. You probably keep them. You have to keep them. And then, then, then the... The story will change. Well, I liked these. These are the ones I couldn't sell because I would have lost. I really like these. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the only other thing would be like, yeah, I mean, it, the thing with watches, uh, I don't think they release that like 
that's how many Rolex releases are there, right? It's like, I think with shoes, like there's always all these new releases. And so there's a good churn that you can make some decent money. The, didn't someone just get in trouble for this? Like, I think like the Nike, like, um, CFO's son was doing this at like high level, but using her credit card. Oh yeah. That's like insider trade. Right. And so he, he had like literally had bought like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of shoes. I have the, I have the story here. Right. So, uh, Nike has replaced VP who resigned. So VP who resigned over son's sneaker selling business. Here's the, the subtitle. Uh, Ann Herbert stepped down from her position last week after it was revealed that her son bought, bought in up to, $600,000 a month, brought in up to $600,000 a month I'm from getting in on Carlos. selling I'm, Me sneakers. and Carlos will obviously oh my God, kill each that. other within four years. But <laughs> Wow. Yeah, but he was, so he had insider knowledge and he was using his mom's credit card. How did she not, she wow. must have known about it. I mean, there's no regulatory agency here, right? It's not no. like, it's not a true stock market. It's not illegal. Right. It's just, I guess, just Nike like didn't ethical. like them. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. just, it's, it's not the look Nike wants, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. How pissed does she have to be? Oh, my him? gosh. That's it, son. You're grounded. <laughs> well, he can, he can, What's the punishment? Yeah. He can move out at this rate. Right. I mean, the, how long was he doing this scheme for? Yeah, he's got the capital now. He could probably just redo it, right? He doesn't need her credit card anymore. He's ruined his mom's life. Move forward. Let's go. He should, he should go get a job at Under Armour. You know, really Nike initially said there was no conflict of interest. Former Nike employees, however, say there was a clear double standard that Herbert was benefiting from, clearly. Um, so we'll, I'll, I'll get more on this, but that's, that's pretty fascinating. Here he is in a garage. There's just a photograph of <laughs> hundreds of shoes around him, all in mint condition. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, it's a real business for sure, right? So. But, like, if, if, you, like if, if Carlos was doing that, right, would we pick up on it? If one, if one of your buddies was doing that, would you pick up on it? What do you mean pick up on it? Yeah, you'd have a factory of shoes and you'd never – you like, can you hang out? No, dude, I have a shoe business. Yeah, I don't think there'd be like a secret. No, but like what, <laughs> if, if, like, have we been to Carlos's place? Do we that's, know how many true. shoes are there? Does he even have a baby? Do, do we know what he's he referencing right. baby and he's <laughs> right. referring to Nikes? Right. Anyways, um, good story. Let's go back to the Ether ticker. Ooh, <laughs> up 18 more dollars. <laughs> okay. Now David t- told us to sell at 10 grand, so – that's what I'm going to do. Well Watch it go to 100K. Well on our way. <laughs> I sell 10K. It, it goes to 100K. I could have been like Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio rich on some yacht somewhere. And I'm like, but I got 50 grand. Um, it keep, I mean, it's, at, it just it's, hard, five it's hard not to keep watching, right? You, know? <laughs> you could lose your mind watching that ticker. Well, with, with, what's interesting about the, the cryptocurrencies is – there isn't like a market open, a market close, where like there has to be settlement and there has to be, um, what do they call them? Clearing houses for the trades, right? Because it's all on the, not the web, uh, the blockchain, transactions are handled instantly. So this is a 24-hour clock. Right. Right. So you can never not execute trades on it, which is cool. That is cool. You got, you got any crypto? Fred, what do you want to get in, in there? You got in the, any crypto in the... Uh, that's I'm, our warm-up. I'm, I'm, <laughs> pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty uh, aggressive investor, you know, just... Uh, just not into it. No. Okay. I, I, I'm a, I live a pretty risk-free lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Very risk-averse, I guess. Right. And uh, so I just run the index fund. Well, you ski. That's true. <laughs> if you're good at skiing, though, it's not <laughs> It's risky. not that risky. <laughs> Dude, Travis just did the same thing. Uh, that's how I had the sling. He 
went on a black dot. Never, by the way, Travis hasn't skied in like literally 15 years. Goes on a black dot. <laughs> it's like, well, no wonder you got injured. But mind over matter. <laughs> what does black diamond skiing do for you? Because I've I've been on them before, and I'm like, this isn't fun. It's like I gotta stop oh. and like navigate. Like, what's the next move? It's like. <laughs> Do you turn off that ticker? All right, I'll get the ticker. I off. can't keep looking at the the dollars go up. Sell. <laughs> so, I'm gonna be on the phone. Sell. So, God damn it. Um, Fred, what does a black diamond do for you? Yeah, what does it do for you? Sean, is there any better feeling than getting to the bottom, turning around and being like, "I conquered you." I conquered you. I think Fred hit it. It's coming down, taking that. <sighs> looking the thighs back are burning and just seeing it and going, "Yeah, came down that one. That looks good." Yeah. I see. I get much more pleasure. It's a challenge. Of, it's a challenge of the... flying down a blue, and knowing I'm not going to get injured. Also, a great feeling. Also, Agreed. a great feeling. I can hit a groomer real nicely. You know? <laughs> yeah. No. The black turns. diamond. I'm like, oh man, my legs really hurt. I gotta like stop and navigate. I got it. There's like a bump here or there. I gotta figure out. One of the one of the things I enjoy about a black diamond is, or, or anything just harder skiing wise, uh, out of bounds skiing, whatever it happens to be is when you're confident and comfortable enough to get on those runs and do them kind of start to finish those things, those little planning steps that you're taking as you go down actually become sort of in the moment improvisations. So if it's a bump that you see coming up with a patch of trees, a glade, then kind of like a wide turn, like just, it's all kind of brainstem down you don't think about it it's just like boom 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 and you get through it and you're like whoa cool i navigated through that so it's it's just very spontaneous it's very in the moment and it feels i think like you can turn off any kind of calculation and just go with the flow which is a really enjoyable thing but as you get older are you not thinking to yourself like well this is just an unneeded risk like i could like my hand could be blasted off this tree and then I can't work forever. <laughs> you know, the trees with the shotguns. <laughs> blast your well, if you're going off. fast, right? So her said he was going 70. Okay. If you're going that speed and you hit your hand on a tree, you have, you might not be able to perform your that job I anymore. With. I mean, imagine driving at 70 miles an hour with your hand out of a window and just slamming into a tree bow. You're trivializing <laughs> what I'm saying. Obviously, yeah, you could get hurt doing anything, but like you're adding in, like, wouldn't you? Like, you can still ski, but like, let's just do the blue. I think over time, I will get more conservative with my skiing. I think you're right. Definitely, definitely. I mean, if there's I'm one more thing, conservative if than there's I was. one thing that the shoulder injury <laughs> has taught me, it's like, dude, I could have done that move a million times before, and like, yeah, not being boring. able to go to the gym for five weeks is is terrible so and this is a minor injury right if i had a major injury i would be like devastated yeah wait i thought the one thing it taught you was that you can cut the line at southwest well that's yeah and that was that is uh, that's <laughs> two <'cause>, things. <laughs> i've only learned two things <laughs> well that's very true but you know i'm just saying like you guys should probably start thinking about it <laughs> you guys will get there <laughs> like and and there's a moment of too cocky, right? If you're on one of these things, that's, you're like, that's what you got to be careful. You got to be careful about getting too cocky, and then because that's when they'll grab you. The Travis Howard syndrome. Well, yeah, except he should have never been right on a black diamond. Right. But like, if you've done the same black diamond over and over again, I could see 
myself being like, I've done this a million times. I'm going to push it a little bit. Like, oh, whatever. Like being a little nonchalant. And then that's when you get injured. And, and you look at you look at Randy, one of my dad's buddies who's out there. He's had, I think, two C-spine fractures. He's had a, a heart attack on the mountain. Um, <laughs> well, what's the, that's not from skiing, though, was it? Well, I mean, he's exerting himself at altitude with thinner <laughs> oxygen. <laughs> I mean, so, but that's you're true. right. The burgers did yeah, help. Like <laughs> the the bacon and burgers prior. did help. <laughs> but the, the C-spine, he's knocked himself on. <laughs> Conscious. He's knocked himself unconscious multiple times. So to your point, you got to start backing it down as you get older or end up in like a sort of Randy-like situation right. where you're just playing Russian roulette on the mountain. What's the deal with him? Did he get married? Actually, Randy is <laughs> Randy is engaged Yeah, to Rachel. Oh. Um, just a little background. This is a guy we stayed at uh, his, place. his ski cabin, and he's like – what, 60? In his 60s? Mid-60s. Right, and he's, like, just a total wild man. Um, <laughs> never been married, so this is this is all, like, shocking news. So, Sean, I mean, I just met him. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's going to get married to her. She's doing um, nurse anesthetist school. Uh, she just finished. She's 25 to 30 years his younger. Uh, that's why she's at school. He's retiring <laughs> as right. an emergency room doctor. Uh, my dad's going skiing with him in Pensacola in, like, two or three weeks. So skiing, uh, Sea doing in I Pensacola. Was like, wow, sorry. I didn't know they had sea doing with him in Pensacola <laughs> in a couple of weeks. So uh, we'll get the update. With Randy, it could change tomorrow. He could be like, "I'm seeing somebody new," and you're like, "What?" Right. So I guess he didn't care about it. And you know, he's a doctor. So if there's anyone, I always feel like, why risk like literally losing what you worked for your entire life off some ski accident? Yeah, I wonder uh, if, if what our disability coverage is for a ski-related accident. It can't be good. I've uh, so one of the first things I did when I finished training was I went to my financial advisor, Joe Cannon. Big plug, Northwestern Mutual. Big, hey, dude, big the guy's trust. name's Joe Cannon. Sounds and I, sounds like legit. Walk on corner for Northwestern. <laughs> really? Yeah, re- real cool guy. Uh, met him because Joe his Cannon, his wife back. was a nurse at is a nurse, now a nurse practitioner at Northwestern. Uh, so that was our connection since we're talking about connections. And I go, Joe, I want the bulletproof package. Right. And he was like, oh, you want this? And like, like reached into like a drawer <laughs> and like pulled it out. So <laughs> who's in a briefcase? Get, get, yeah, it's a briefcase. So get the bulletproof package. Okay. For sure. But because your, your standard like institutional one, they're going to look for like, well, he was on the mountain. Come on. Yeah. Because with the athletes, that's like the biggest no-no, right? Like if you yeah. injure yourself skiing, you, any guaranteed money is out the door. They're not allowed. Yeah. Skydiving, think, parasailing. Yeah, they have like a list of activities. You don't do. You don't do. Throw fireworks in your bare hands like JPP right. and the Giants right. blew his fingers off. Plaxico Burris. Right. But then you just want a Super Bowl. So. Don't handle guns. I mean, those guys, you just put a club. It's probably, it's probably, <laughs> better, it's probably <laughs> better to blow your hand off as a defensive line. You just clog yeah. someone across the head. Yeah, they're like, oh, how is that legal, by the way? The NFL oh, is like, oh, this giant hard cast <laughs> yeah. that could literally be used as a weapon? Get on that's in about, there. That's about Get what your hand feels there. like, right? <laughs> well, I mean, think about all the, the draft picks that just kind of got drafted. I mean, those guys now have to, they're probably signing these agreements right now, right? Oh, I can't do all these things. So right. hope they got it out of their system. They're like 22 and it's like, you can't ski again. Well, there's a lot of stories of those guys, like when they do get injured, they try and like blame it on. So like, <laughs> like it's always like, yeah. how did you literally shatter your kneecap? And he's like, 
stairs. <laughs> yeah. Stairs, am I right? right? Yeah, they yeah. never, like, they're, like, paying off the doctor. <laughs> they're like, don't tell him I came in here in his full ski suit. <laughs> I, I got into this huge car accident. They're standing right in front of, like, a pristine Bentley. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I got a good, you know, I got a good mechanic. <laughs> I got a body shop guy. Right. Um, do you want to react to uh, a couple? Let's do a little quick reaction of the draft, draft a little recap. bit more, even yeah. though I did some. And then let's get into the horses and the names. And then let's give Rob a call and try and get him to play. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Oh, yeah. Without him even knowing. This anything. is a good idea. Right. So, um, since I haven't had the chance to comment yet, um, I'm actually pretty pleased with the Buffalo Bills choices. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Break it down because I, I don't remember what they uh, – let's bring it up. They didn't even have a first-round pick, did they? Or did they? I was so hyped over the Justin Fields that everything after that was just like complete fog. I'll, I'll get it pulled up here. By the way, what, do, would you agree? So Sean had to leave early. We were at Hopsmith watching the draft. The reaction to Justin Fields was not what I was picturing. It was kind no. of like groans. I was like, you, everyone here doesn't know shit about football. Right. And right. like, it gives us hope, right? Yeah. It bought us hope, which a lineman doesn't do. Right. Or Mac Jones. I mean, I, I just think the pick is that pick that like really gives you a lot of optimism. You know, it, it's high risk, high reward. Right. But, but it's definitely gets everyone pumped up. And yeah. you sort of expect the room to go nuts. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a f- fun pick, you yeah. know? But it wasn't. I agree. The reaction was kind of like, oh. <laughs> the ba- you can't win with Bears fans. Dude. No, it's no, like no, no. You're, you're, you're damned look, if you do, damned if you don't. I have my issues with Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. But Ryan Pace. And I'll Kyrie get, Irving. I'll, I'll get, and Kyrie <laughs> Irving. But I'll, I'll give him this. The guy really goes for it, like in the drafts. I mean – has there been a draft that Ryan Pace hasn't moved? I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the Bears picks look like from like 2025 20, on because I'm figuring yeah, like, he's been... like he's literally traded them all. <laughs> he's like, I won't be here in five years. <laughs> I'm going to trade all the picks that I'm not going to use, right? Right. Which if, you're, if I'm a GM, that's, that would be my strategy. It's like I'm going to trade up and do all of these things because my job security is like nothing. So what do I care about the next guy not having picks? That's true. That's right? an interesting like incentive problem with being a GM right now because right. the leash is so short. Yeah. Your value on the future is like tiny. You know, mm-hmm. it's all about now. Some interesting parallels we can make there to the stock market, but I won't get into it right now. And by We're the way, Justin NFL. Fields uh, should have been the number two draft pick this year. I mean, literally, if you went before COVID, it was lock. Yeah. Justin Fields is number two. And after seeing Zach Wilson, I mean, the guy looks like a 15-year-old going yeah. to prom. I mean, I shouldn't judge just based off looks alone, but this guy has to go into a room of men yeah. and say, we got to do Follow this, guys. Me. I'm like, <laughs> if I'm like one of the guys, I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, that guy's yelling at me you as like a, a wide receiver. I'm like, dude, really shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you look like a child. Where Justin Fields has like these giant quads. He basically looks like Cam Newton, right. like in his prime. And like, it's like, has always been ranked number one mm-hmm. throughout high school. It's like, I would much rather have that guy. That's the guy to follow. Now, I guess a case could be made for Mac Jones, but for the Bears, currently how they're built, 
They need a guy who can run around. Yeah. Justin Fields gives you that. Mac Jones doesn't. I think Mac Jones to the Patriots works out perfectly for him. Did you hear Mac Jones when he got when he went up to Roger Goodell? No. He literally whispered and he was like, "This is this is what I wanted." He was like, "Don't tell anyone." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a mic like this. Right. 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 Which, which actually, whether it was or wasn't, that's a great thing to say. Right. Because then right. the team here is, right. uh, he, he really wanted to be here. Like, right. He, so that's kind of, whether it's true or not, like, what a smart play. It was. A, on his part. Yeah. Um, it was funny when Justin Fields got drafted and they went, they went back to the camera in his living room and there was no one there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go because back. He, he had taken the phone call. Yeah, and like, from I guess the, his family like followed, followed him, him like into the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And so, they, but the camera, they only had one focused on the couches, and they're like, let's go to Justin Fields and see his reaction. And it was just an empty living room. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, Justin Fields like ran away. He's like, I don't want to be on the Bears. Never mind. Just a case of He's like, don't cool answer the, middle the phone room. call. They can't yeah. draft me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so Bills had uh, a first round, then I took a second and a third round draft. Um, and what I like is that they're, they're building sort of inside out so they did two defense they did defensive end with their first round defensive end with their second round then an offensive tackle with their third round so okay they're realizing that where they were weak last year was on the run defense uh very obvious when they played kansas city so if they're thinking hey we're gonna have a showdown in the afc again next year and it's gonna be against these guys we need to be able to contain that especially having seen what happened with the bucks and kc in the super bowl right so they got two defensive ends younger guys their first pick was a guy named rousseau uh out of miami the U. U. Um, the U hasn't been the U. U in a long time. 2019, he played last, though. So here's kind of the the, the gamble they took on him. He broke his ankle um, and then has been kind of in rehab and recovering since then. And we know how last season was not what it was supposed to be. I think what happened is Rousseau's family member is either an ER nurse or a medical provider and basically told her son, like, wave the season. Like, don't play with COVID. I'm right. seeing what it's like. So he actually didn't play this year, but gave him a chance just to kind of, like, put time in the gym. So I think he's, like, up 20 pounds in weight since when he last played in 2019. Really excited about him. Fast, big hands, as you might expect. Their second rounder, similar story, but did play, I think. And then their third third rounder offensive tackle which i want because you yeah. got to give your josh. qb a little more yeah got to give josh some more protection so it's kind of interesting i actually pulled up the stats on their third and if rounder. he gets injured you really want to protect mr Trubisky. yeah you're gonna definitely need it <laughs> so so ch- check this guy out their third round pick spencer brown offensive tackle northern iowa they make him big in iowa man um six eight three hundred eleven pounds six eight three three eleven guy's uh, a monster if you're a chick can you imagine that guy laying on top of you <laughs> Time to Google his girlfriend. <laughs> Seriously, how do these guys like really make that work? But anyway, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's just let that one go into the wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they you haven't... guys solved that one for <laughs> us. Solve that one. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty exciting. So I, I think they. 68311. 68311. Um, I mean, they pump these guys. Like, <gasps> I mean, they get in college and they're like, you eat forever now. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. I actually had a friend at Cal who they told him, you have to eat every second of every day. If I see you on campus between classes, anything, and you're I'm not eating chewing. food, <laughs> right. I don't care what food it is, right. but you have to be eating food all day. Yeah. Non-stop. Should we try that? Should I undergo a transformation? And uh, w- this you summer? want to become an offensive lineman? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the goal? What's the end goal? Exactly. For me, it would just be this way. I'm cultivating <laughs> Max. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, those guys. Really? Like, that, that's crazy. That's got to be the worst position. Seriously. Because, yeah. like, they really don't care. Like, they well, just want you to be that, as big as possible. And then, yeah. they're like, I mean, then your knees later in life. Oh. I mean, in yeah. that college age, it's all about just getting big. Right. You know, it's, it's, that's the growth period. Later in your NFL career, you kind of hone down, you get fast, you yeah. work on other things. But when you're a freshman college, in college, right. your Cultivate. job is to put on 100 pounds, you know, yeah. and that's, that's the goal. Yeah. I think I, I think based and to do it in a short period, tight, right. yeah, right. tight time. Right. I think based on what position you play, the after retirement weight is different, right? So I think like the lineman actually probably, or let's say you're just in college, you don't get drafted, whatever. I think the lineman probably lose weight, and like the wide receivers and the running backs probably like gain weight, right? Because it's just what's your output. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the weights and everything else. Speaking of O linemen, the Bears moved up in the in the second round. Let's take a look here. Yeah, they they moved up again. Oh, God twice. loves moving up. <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, and they got the tackle from uh, Oklahoma State, who was supposed to be pretty good. Really, so that was pretty. That was another great move. So now you're set. I mean, really, you're set. Well, Andy you got Dalton. the big tackle. <laughs> you got Justin Fields, and you got Andy Dalton, who will play eight games for us. Does Fields start? Now they're they're gonna they're gonna do the eight game thing, you know. Andy Dalton plays for eight, and then it's hands up. Right, let's let's get him in. Th- does that kind of toss next season? I mean, classically, it, it still, that's what it that still looks tosses like. next season. I think that you start two and six or something, right. and then you bring in Fields to start getting some reps. Right. I was gonna I was gonna play the counterfactual. What if what if Dalton's playing and at week eight the Bears are six and two? You gotta keep him in. Yeah, you got to keep right. them in. That would be the best case scenario because then you can really develop them, yeah, right, Fields? Right. But um, we know let's, let's be honest. <laughs> They're going to be bad, and then Fields is going to – but you want to give them as much time, I think, as possible to yeah. get in the playbook and do all these other things. Walk us through walk us through. Or the- throw them in the fire. I'm a big believer in that too. I like let's, let's throw them right into the mix and, you know, you learn Just on go. the job. What's L.A. doing? Can you, do you have any more caffeine? Yeah. I'll have another caffeine. Me too, Sean. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know much. Hey, about, what is LA doing? I don't know much about LA football. To be honest with you, I should. Well, they traded for Matthew Stafford. The straight trade, right? They they inquired about Aaron Rodgers. Did they? Right. And Green Bay said, "No way." I mean, Aaron Rodgers is really going to throw a wrench into this whole thing, right? And if you're uh, any any look. I've heard I've heard in the last, you know, when I woke up this morning and I, I do my NFL research, uh, I've heard that he's linked to the Broncos as the next team really? and that that could be done pretty quickly. He's listed Broncos, 49ers, and Raiders as his top choices. The Raiders, wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> if he went to Vegas, Gruden. Aaron Rodgers, and Gruden. He just doesn't fit You got to the- think John Gruden right now is like – Jumping up and down, uh, like, yeah. trying to get him. He just doesn't fit the Raiders' persona, does he? Um, no, not really. But it would be a cool like heel move at the end of his career to like you know come out in the in the black <laughs> and silver. True. Aaron Rodgers, bad Aaron Rodgers, right? <laughs> like the villain. Yeah, yeah. And they got some good pieces in in they do in Las Vegas. They got uh, that running back, uh, fuck Jacobs, Jack Jacobs. They got Darren Waller. Good tight end. And then they got uh, a couple good wide receivers, too. So I think it would make sense for the Raiders to make a move here. Like, why not? Right? And if you're the Packers, it's like you, you don't have any other choice. He's not going to play for you this year. Right, right. 
How much do you think Tom Brady's success as a kind of get me out of here, go to this place, win a Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers now reflects on his career and goes, I need that same experience to maybe get on that same level as Tom Brady and the, you know, right. Best well, quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, I mean, if he did go to, so he won one with Green Bay, and if he won one with another team, it's it's pretty clear his legacy would be significantly positively impacted. By right. That. I mean, uh, not never a Tom Brady type. Legacy, no, because you can't. You know, obviously, that's insane what Tom right. Brady has done. Right. Um, but, but do you think that yeah. impacted his decision to kind of force this? I think. Move. I think he probably looked at that and thought that was interesting because at that point in time was when they drafted Jordan Love. And so he's like, he just saw Tom right. Brady do it. And he's probably like, you know what? I'm not like he, we, we like to think these guys have like loyalty to any team. They could care less. I, I think couldn't care true. less. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're just like, what you think he cares about the Packers at all? Right. The green and gold. Like he, I, Aaron Rodgers to me is not that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't in a bigger market earlier right. on just because he is kind of a celebrity, you know. Yeah, and he could have. Hollywood guy. Yeah, early on be like, I, uh, I'm, i you know, on my first contract, I'm not signing right. here again and I'm going to go somewhere, right? So, I mean, he had some weapons, so he probably stayed in Green Bay, probably good for the legacy. But – you know, that's over. It's done. So any Green Bay Packer fan thinking that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the team next year, he's he's got a new wife who's in California. She's an actress. He liked doing that Jeopardy thing. So, <laughs> you know, and Jeopardy literally told him, like, yeah, you could we'll, – we'll take you. Like, what's Jeopardy got – you know. You know. <laughs> that Jeopardy was probably shocked that, like, he wanted to do it and then, like, really enjoyed doing it. Right, right. <laughs> it was actually pretty good at it. Right. So he could literally do that during the season is the talks. Like, wow. he wants to do it during the season too. Which I guess if you're at his level, yeah, you can do that kind of shit, right? You can. You can. You can just like, – like, wasn't Brett Favre doing that? Like just flying in? Like he wasn't like living in Minnesota. He was just like flying in on Thursdays. Right. Right. And then like working out with the team. And then like as soon as the game was over on Sunday, he would just go right Take back off. to Mississippi or wherever he was living at the time. Yeah. No, once you're at that level, you get you can choose these outrageous right. scenarios and lifestyles that no other player could actually pull off. And that's kind of Aaron Rodgers' point is, you know, you guys are treating me like – Right. I'm just another player. You drafted Jordan Love. You didn't call me beforehand. Right. You're trying to restructure my contract to save you money. It's like you're treating me like another guy, and I'm Aaron Rodgers who just won MVP. So totally. you need to treat me like a diva. Right? You do. I, I agree. You do. I mean. That was the whole Tom Brady's whole thing. Right? right. Bill Belichick didn't like his trainer coming in or, or flying on the planes. And it's like. Well, he's Tom Brady. He can do what he wants. Exactly. Right? Exactly. He's earned that right. Wasn't there something that Russell Wilson was spending like $1.5 million a year on his on his team around him? Chef, trainers, yeah. you know. Who did, who did the Seahawks draft? I'm interested in this now. I'll pull it up. Um, what I find, find interesting – oh, well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, so Seattle Seahawks. Because remember, Russell Wilson's whole yeah. thing is he wanted an offensive lineman. So let's see. Draft, draft, draft. I bet you they didn't get an offensive line. <laughs> These teams are like addicted to self-sabotage, I think. They're There's, like, or, oh, the, the player 
who means the most to our team wants something. Well, we can't do that because that's showing favoritism. It's like, right? Yeah. Well, that's because he has earned it, and he's fucking the man. <laughs> Round two, number fifty-six, Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver, Western Michigan. What the fuck? That's all they got. They so already far. have wide receivers. Here's the quote from ESPN. What's next? Quote, the Seahawks entered this draft with a league low three picks leading to a widely held assumption that they would trade back from 56 to add more selections. But staying put, but staying put there and taking Eskridge means general manager John Schneider and co are done on day two. Schneider. Uh, there are other picks in the seventh round, number 250. Wow. That's probably the dumbest pick I, I've heard so in the last frustrating. five years. So frustrating. You don't have the lineman needed to protect Russell Wilson. He's the most hit quarterback in the NFL. And I don't care what receiver you get. Quarterback's not making passes on his back. You already have Lockett and Metcalf. Yeah. Why do you need another wide yeah. receiver? Doesn't make sense. These teams, that, like Detroit. Detroit takes <laughs> a lineman. They have Goff. They have no wide receivers to throw to. Right. So he could sit back there all day. It doesn't matter. And then you got the Seahawks who already have the weapons, and they're like, well, let's get another wide receiver because we can't protect Russell Wilson. Like, what's the plan? Yeah, I think these teams, they, they get very into, like, what's our identity and how do we keep reinforcing it versus plugging holes on the ship. You know, it's like just just keep slapping fresh coats of paint on, whereas what you need to do is get to the engine room and, like, fix what's right, going on underneath. Right. I mean, that is wild they did that. They, If I'm Russell Wilson, I, I'm pulling a, uh, an Aaron Rodgers and saying, I'm not coming back. Get rid of me. Right. Yeah. I date Sierra. She can, you know, she can she can hold the load here for a little bit. He's got a whole team I, to I find, only though. Ha- yeah. He's got a whole g- gang of guys right. depending he's on. Got he a million- can't just bail, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a whole gaggle of people he's got to take care of. A posse. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, you tell him, yeah, we're taking a break, guys. <laughs> Um, interestingly, so ru- I'm picturing a whole room of people just like, yeah. oh, come like, on, leave us. Oh, man. And like someone's wearing a chef's hat in the back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the clippers is there, like, come on. Uh, oh, man. Quick, quick fun fact. Uh, so Russell Wilson's, I think his initial signing agent um, was my high school baseball coach. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's the name? Russell. Wilson. Yeah, he was a baseball guy. Big baseball guys. Mark Rogers. They always choose football. Mark Rogers. Always. Yeah. Um, so M- M- Mark nobody Rogers. wants to get on the minor league bus in like Wichita. Right. Right. <laughs> they want it. They want to just be in the NFL. It's so true. Baseball's so hard that way. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so this guy Mark Rogers was my my coach in middle school. Like I played ball with his son. I knew he was like a sports agent. And then he he had good success. You know his his family did, did well. And then. Russell got signed, and it was like a new level. Yeah. A new level. Really sure. cool. Really cool. Good for him. Success. All right. Should we get the horsies in? Uh, let's talk about the horsies. I'll call Rob. You, do you mind pulling up some uh, some names here for us? Yeah, sure. Let me get Rob on. Let's get Rob on the, on the line. See if he can play some bets. We could just download the app and do it like normal humans, but that would take at least 10 minutes should, to should, do. Should we tell Rob that we're live? Oh, yeah. I texted him earlier and Perfect. said we're probably going to call you. Um Kentucky Derby. He's like, dude, I have a kid. I can't just wait around for you guys to call me. <laughs> Yet we're calling him. He does have he's a waiting kid. around. Kentucky Derby horse horses, twenty twenty one. So 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 the plan here is we're gonna make bets purely off names. I think so. 
Well, I don't know anything about horse racing. Or are we allowed to do some leg work? On, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything horse. about horse. Dude, he's probably taking too many calls. He's he's too busy That's right true. now. That's true. Travis also has the uh, app. We could give him a call. Okay. Too. Okay. Well, the one thing we can't do is download it ourselves. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Give Travis a call. All right. You, you got the names coming up for us? Yeah, I got them. The old known agenda, and I got the odds. <laughs> I'm going to go through each name and say it in a voice. Which, should, should we know the odds, though, or should we just Which go? phone of Travis's do I call? He's got like nine phones, that guy. Yeah, he's like Kevin Gates. He's got two phones, one for the bitches and one for the drill. <laughs> <laughs> Let's react. What's the music video we're going to react to today? That's a, that's a Sunday punch Oh, tradition. is that a thing? Yeah. Any any new songs? That I, our Taylor I, Swift I, I, one I was a, our most popular. I'm a bad person to pick that. I'll leave it up to you guys, but I will react. I'm happy to throw up my naive impressions about some you know music video, but I will not pick. We it. have been you know it started off with shocking gangster rap, and now we've gotten to a, a better place. No one's picking up. All right, well we've called. They know we we've called. They Let's know go we're, through the we're names, and the then names. by the time they call back, we'll know who we're betting on. Right. All right. Just just off names alone. Ready? Yeah. Known agenda. I like that one. Like the king. Brooklyn Strong. You said you you what's the backstory with Brooklyn Strong? I think the guy bought him for like no money. And so he's he's the, the fan favorite, but I think his chances of winning are basically zero. Fifty to one. Keep me in <laughs> <Checks> mind. <out. laughs> Keep me in mind. Sainthood. Oh besos. Oh besos. Oh kisses. Mandaloon. Medina Spirit, Hot Rod Charlie. <laughs> actually, Zero creativity on actually that one. really good odds on Hot Rod Charlie, Midnight Bourbon, Dynamic One, Helium, Hidden Stash, Essential Quality, Rock Your World, named after the Michael Jackson song, I, I hear. Oh, really? No. King Fury. <laughs> named after Tyson. Night, named after. <laughs> King George and Tyson Fury, big fan of boxing and history. Highly motivated. Superstock. Soup and sandwich. <laughs> the <laughs> owner of I Panera about, has that. I forgot about that <laughs> one. Soup and sandwich is good. Sandwich. That's a good name. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Bourbonic. I like Bourbonic. That sounds like a cool one. I'm still going to go with uh, Midnight Bourbon at 20 to 1 to so, win. So here, here's your weather in Lexington today. It's in Lexington, I believe. Right. Um, all sun, clear skies, Ooh. no precipitation. You're looking at, yeah, 60 to seven, 70, 67 around race time. Um, and then we're talking 10 mile an hour winds out of the south, southwest. I like how we're really breaking this down as if any of this means anything. I, it, it sounds like a great day for a soup sandwich. You know what I mean? <laughs> great day for a soup and sandwich. It's <laughs> a nice temperate afternoon. Or a bourbon, <laughs> but or not at bourbon. midnight. <laughs> yeah. No, a good daytime bourbon. Yeah. Because if it was rainy, you got to figure out who's the mudder, you know? Like, right. yeah, who's right. the mudder? His mudder was who's the mudder. Slop, who's in the slop? Who likes the slop? <laughs> who likes the slop? <laughs> Isn't that Seinfeld? He likes it sloppy. His mudder was a mutter his mother was a mother yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <Great>. good <laughs> we need to rewatch that uh, scene before right. today um <laughs> any of those names uh other than soup and sandwich are you going soup and Sa so soup and sandwich is 30 to 1 could get some good money on it yeah i mean i think hot rod charlie's 8 to 1 the favorite is essential quality rock your world essential quality is 2 to 1 rock your world's 5 to 1 and hot rod charlie is 8 to 1 <sighs> 
I'm still going. All right, look. This looks good. Right. I'm going to go. I'm going to put a unit on Rock Your World, five to one. What did Doggy Juice say? Then I'm going to. That's true. Do we have his number still? <laughs> Mike? <laughs> yeah. Didn't we FaceTime him one time? He's probably like in the middle, like like he's so busy right yeah. now. Rob, <laughs> let's just text him. Hey, you got any surefire things for tonight? Yeah. <laughs> you're a rounder. You're a bit of a rounder. You got right, any surefire? So I'm, I'm gonna do one of the obvious like favorites yeah. to keep yeah. me in it. So I'll put a, a unit on Rock Your World, but I'm also gonna put a unit on Midnight Bourbon because I like the name. Doggy Juice did not put up an episode for this. Yeah, I don't think he's a rod nor a horse guy. Uh, um, Rob's calling in five. He is. He's calling in five. Fuck yes. It. So um, I feel like Hot Hot Rod Charlie is a good middle ground between odds and good name. You know, right? Third good best name, odds. Third best so odds. Ha- has a realistic chance, mm-hmm. but also compared to the, the other two in the top three, he's got the best name. So maybe that's what I'm going with now that I know the odds. So maybe you should go a little Hot Rod Charlie and then Soup and Sandwich. I think that's what I'm thinking. I'll go Midnight Bourbon. That way, it's one of us wins, right? I, I think we should spread out the bets. Sean desperately needs to win after that dinner check last night. <laughs> and then yeah. I'll go with so Rock. 50 to 1. <laughs> yeah. I'll go Rock Your World and Midnight Bourbon. And then you should go with either Essential Quality, the absolute favorite at 2 to 1 odds to win, right? And then whoever else. Something in the middle. Obithos. I'll, I'll probably do, uh, I'll probably do, what was it? Uh, Essential quality at two to one, and then I'm liking I'm, I'm liking bourbonic. I'm gonna like go bourbonic. bourbonic thirty to one. Okay, okay, that'll be my my dice roll. Right. All right. And then should we do one where we pick like literally, do like triple one, two, three? Like, yeah. The, like, what's that called? Trifecta. Yeah, might be when you when you when you get the top. As three you can horses. all tell, we are experts <laughs> <laughs> at horsey betting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, if that's the case, let's pick randomly. But like, we'll do like rock your world. To win. Oh wait, King Fury scratched. Oh yes. Oh okay. Just, well, none of us just picked new. him. Just right. new. That changes my whole decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, well it, we it, might, it might influence world. odds. It might influence odds now. Rock, rock your world like Hot Rod Charlie, and then like essentially, like let's just pick like the most. Or, or we throw in a random like show. You're talking about an index fund right now. I want you to put down on Doge or Ether. I need you to pick. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we should do some combination then of our three to win picks. So we could either do essential quality is going to win two to one odds, right? And then the other two, we can just say, fuck it. I'm going to go midnight bourbon and then we'll <laughs> pick, pick like soup and sandwich. <laughs> I wonder what there, there, there might be some. Um... I, I'm going to be honest. I cannot picture soup and sandwich winning. Like I can't like in my mind, I yeah. can't like I can't place that future memory like i like i'm watching the screen and they're gonna say soup and sandwich one i just can't picture that happening <laughs> yeah we, we got we got other names in there that are gonna just like check out way better right right my favorite name was giacomo because they would say it like giacomo. That as he and that force always came from behind <laughs> <laughs> they're like giacomo is here last place but here he comes move up like, like one the spot worst like horse to bet on <laughs> um but uh, this would be a good guy's trip, too. I've thought about my My, my, my mom really wants to, like, suit up, do the whole thing, go and spend, like, a weekend in Lexington, do the, the bourbon trail right. in the area, and then, like, enter. Apparently, the center field is a complete party. 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 <laughs> it's a party. It's a party. It's, it's a, a great party. idea. Yeah. It's a great guy's trip idea. 
or everybody. Well, trip. there's too many trips. We got to really lock some down here. We could talk for days about what we're going to do. We should actually <laughs> pick one and do it. Though. Well, we know April of next year. We're ready. All right. Well, I'll send out. You know, I'll I'll, I'll do some organization. Speaking Maybe of- I'll send out a poll, right, to everyone. Which one do you want to do this year? Right, and then like we'll see like Kentucky Derby like goes higher, and then I'll say, all right, I'm booking the Airbnb. Whoever wants to come can. You're there. Done. I'm definitely doing it. Cool. So. Cool. The first five in or the first five. Speaking of things that we could get into this year um, while we're waiting for Rob to give us a call, I found out recently that Royal Palm Shuffle Club yeah. has leagues. That yeah, would right. be cool. Yeah, Sean doesn't have time for anything else. He's going to suddenly yeah. start a shuffleboard league. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down to go there. I've played there before. Let, it's, it is a fun time. Let's do that soon. I don't think I can commit to a full shuffle. I definitely, I de- <laughs> I definitely can't commit. I can't definitely commit. A weekly two-hour commitment. <laughs> I can't do that for sure. Um, in other news, Elon's hey, going on could SNL. <laughs> I didn't know. That should be not good at all. He's basically a robot. If you've ever watched him on Joe Rogan, he's gonna those flop. are like the worst episodes. He's going to flop for sure. And then there's this whole, why is he controversial? Why, why, some are, the, why are some of the... Um, because didn't he say everyone has to come to work? He's kind of an anti-corona guy. Is he? Okay. Um, the Atlantic has an article, Elon Musk's SNL hosting gig is a trap. Yes. Not Wait, that not Rob? No. Okay. False alarm. Uh, all right. Well, we could do a, uh, a music video reaction right now. All right. What do you want to listen to? <laughs> I have nothing. I think we should literally listen to Riding on a Horse. Oh, th- Old yeah. Town Road. It's old, but it is old. The music video is kind of cool. Riding on a horse. I'll get it pulled up. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to react to Lil Nas X. You know, the people are clamoring for a reaction yeah, video yeah. four years later of Riding on a Horse. <laughs> I was going to say, just because, you know, Give me we'll do, we'll do, no, we'll do it. We'll do it another time. But, dude, the, we, we have a big Taylor Swift uh, fan conglomerate we? now. <laughs> we All got like them. thousands upon thousands of views on that video. And people are like, react to this. <laughs> we could react to this one or Lil Nas X new one where he's like, Grinding as Satan on someone <laughs> doesn't sound as appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it's more relevant, but yeah, let's just be riding on a horse. All right, I need a remote. Let's get some volume. It's ready to go now. In keeping with tradition, clean mic will pause the video. Right, dirty mic will resume the video. Right, and we might be interrupted halfway through by a phone call by Rob. <laughs> Which is always good. Always good. I don't think I've ever seen this, actually. I don't think I've ever seen this video. I haven't either. I don't think I have either, no. Oh, so this is fresh. But Soup and Sandwich is the one in front. (laughs) Soup and Sandwich. these horses. That's Soup and Sandwich? Yeah, leading. Come on. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You can see his lineage, you know? Yeah. That's like this has got like a bourbonic midnight midnight uh midnight uh midnight dr- whatever oil. midnight <laughs> midnight oil <laughs> midnight oil. Oh, or from flabbergasted. Why we stop? When you see a black man on a horse going up. I didn't expect is that Chris Rock. <laughs> didn't expect Chris. There's a lot of production value in this video. Yeah. Fast. You just gotta let him fly. Right. That's a horse horse. That is a horse horse. Uh, Hello. Dad, 
Squad. Ooh. That was rough. <laughs> it's old spaghetti a lot, western. A lot of kill bill <laughs> in this. Like it. Ah, it should be fine. The bag just has a dollar sign. <laughs> so yeah. you know what's well, in back, it. Back in the day, that's how uh, banks used to have their money. Just a dollar sign on, on, on a bag. And they're like, that's Ooh. that's around $4,000. <laughs> it's crazy. Like yeah. These guys come in and it's like, how did they find the money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, sir, <laughs> we should probably start. Not one to point out we the should obvious. Probably but... not label our bags with giant money signs. But go ahead. We're settling here for the night. I don't know, man. And last time I was here, they weren't too welcoming outsiders. Eh, you're with me this time. Uh -oh. Everything's gonna be all right. For audio right. viewers, right. Lil Nas X was just transported through a wormhole time machine sort of thing from Old Town Road 1889 yeah. to Old Town Road 2019. A little basketball here, a little, uh, what's that, side-paneled house? This has really taken a lot of turns that I didn't expect. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little confused, actually. Oh, there he is. Oh, oh. He's gonna have to explain. When does he say that? It's coming. <laughs> when does he say that? Mama. Is that Justin Fields? Is Justin <laughs> Fields in this music video? <laughs> you think when Lil Nas X made this song, he ever expected it to... <laughs> to be on our podcast? No well, chance. <laughs> I mean, this like really blew up. I forgot the words to this song because I love that line. She did all my bad. No, no, he's like, lean all in my bladder. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's got cough syrup in his bladder. So Lil Nas has gone from a dance-off to a racing starting line where he'll be racing both humans and multi-hundred horsepower cars. Right. In the next I, I, moment. Um, I like, like this I like had to be, like when he made this, this had to have been just like a joke song that he made. I don't know. That, that's that was my initial impression is that it seems like the the video really pairs up well with the, uh, <laughs> the overall yeah, unless, unless he's like thinking like a hundred steps ahead and it was like one day well, because before this a little little Nas little little Nas X little, little. Um, he literally was just a, a a SoundCloud guy and before this song had like really hundred followers. Didn't know that. Right. So unless he was thinking like way ahead and was like, I will get Billy Ray Cyrus for this song and I will shoot a music video of me. <laughs> yeah. in a, but I just think it was like a joke song that like 
somehow got in the right hands. Right. In the, the right, like, studio producer, like, record label. It was like, oh, this Bill, Billy Ray's not doing anything. We could put him on this and, like, really, like, do a viral thing with this. Worked. It worked. Or lean all in my bladder. <laughs> Actually, can we listen to the cheating on the girlfriend line again? Because I, I thought that was a funny line, too. I just can't remember what it was now. Cheated on my baby. <laughs> and then what's the line after that? You can go and ask her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play that. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my body. <laughs> my life is a movie bull riding and boobies <laughs> like why would i be a joke why song. would i need to ask your girlfriend like i believe you face value yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, dude, go ask her dude no, i did it and it's like it's not even bragging it's like yeah. oh wait you're a terrible person okay <laughs> he beat the car by the way yeah Fake line because it turned out Lil Nas X is gay. So boobies, he probably would not. Unless, do gay guys still appreciate boobies as not, just like an art form? I'm not qualified <laughs> to answer that. I am not either. <laughs> 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 oh, it's one of those music videos where they have like a whole Seems. story in the middle. Yeah. Where's this bag of money? Hey, Quan. You can children off the animal, please. That's his property. We don't believe it. I apologize about that. You have a good day. Get off my car. We probably should have known at this point. <laughs> Mods. Ride till I can no more. Now they have the same bag of money from when they were back in like 1893. It's like that's like that's like probably like 400 bucks in that bag, dude. Billy Billy Ray found the uh, bag of quarters. I, yeah, I'd rather not have the bag of quarters than have the bag of quarters. Yeah, banks don't even count that for you anymore. I gotta roll it up. Yeah, I gotta sit there with the little thing. Come on, yeah, no. I'm not doing Unless it was that. like gold, like gold bars. Now, when he put it no, down, it had a very coin-like sound. Did it? Yeah, yeah. it's not going to happen. Gold balloons. <laughs> Gold balloons. But they're they're driving in Maseratis, so something, something came out of there. But how did Billy Ray get there? Because he didn't go in the he wormhole. tripped into the wormhole oh, later. <laughs> later. <laughs> but he spit Don't out. Don't look too much into it. He spit out into a Maserati. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, he landed directly in a Maserati that was already moving. It was a self-driving car. He I right mean, this the is the real seat. definition of privilege right here. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, the, white the white guy from lands in a Maserati. immediately yeah. gets a Maserati. Good, yeah. good find, Fred. And yeah. the black guy still has to ride the horse. For fuck's sake. What's impressive is Billy Ray also knew how to drive the Maserati <laughs> <coming> <laughs> from 1889. Right. <laughs> At least little Nas didn't have to change and learn a new skill set. We no. may be looking too much, too for, too far into I don't know. <laughs> you don't think he was thinking about all this when he wrote the song? <laughs> Who's the director of this? <laughs> little bingo. <laughs> bingo! 
He's like, okay, it's time Get to it. sing that one song that we do. That's the guy I want to be in. Yeah. <laughs> Just strumming the washing board? Yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> Let's be honest. That's my role in this thing. <laughs> I am that guy off to the side. That's spread on the pod. <laughs> yeah, that is the pod. He just happened right to have that, you know. It wasn't meant to be an instrument, but he was like, well, I got it in my hands. Let's go with it. I love his shirt, too. Ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Riding on a horse. That was great. That was good. I enjoy the uh, diamond grill too. I've always been a fan of diamond grills. This was definitely made after the song went bit. Yeah. There's no way. I this think you would have had to, right? Yeah. There's no to way this way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. This is a lot. And the of whole theme kind of right fit with what the song became. Which How much Billy Ray get paid for this? You think? Let's take a look. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, he probably got paid in, like an absolute, like crazy amount of money. He probably worked a percentage in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, that's that's how. Uh, I I want to know the real story. Everyone likes to say, "Oh, oh, it was overnight success." Who did who did Lil Nas actually know? <laughs> right? Who did he bump into? Like yeah. Justin Bieber Usher style to he, then he, give him the money to do that. It wasn't like uh some guy at a club heard the song and was like Well, I don't hey, think we like go. he just uploaded a SoundCloud and then like someone found it and then shared it and then share, 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 share. It's like yeah. I just don't think that happened. Old Town Road originator Beat Stars, I guess the initial production team, uh, reaches fifty million in royalties paid. That was in 2018. And there's always just some guy in the background, some lawyer, some business exec taking 99% of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nasdaq's got like a thousand bucks. Riding on a horse, lean all in my bladder. <laughs> so so when, when that song was released, Old Town Road was number one. Um, number two, Post Malone, Sunflower. Difference in the song in the plays, uh, 8.9 million song total units. Mm-hmm. Um, Post Malone's 6.3. Crushed it. Well, this had like crossover, like, total, like total children crossover. like this song. Total crossover. Like like my five-year-old like nephew and niece liked it. I love that it. song. Yeah. Biden loves it. Biden loves it. And he says boobies. I'm not hearing from Rob. Which is a good which is a good five-year-old word. <laughs> um, that might be a good place. His, I don't know. his life is a movie. I forget the first word. I, I was boobies. trying to think of, trying to think of the other line, too. Uh, you can go in. Oh, so Rob, Rob didn't call? No call from Rob or Damn Travis. It. Well, we, we got to place the bet somehow. Well, uh, we don't have any time. We only have another four hours We'll put to it in the this. show notes. Sure. But okay. We, we got to divvy up, though. Right. I think it's good at area. Hour 17. Quick hour 17. I thought Fred, it was very smooth. Fred, great to have you. Very smooth. Thanks for having me. Of course. Fantastic. Uh, song we're going to go out to, just because I didn't do any research on that. I'm going to keep promoting my dog from Rio San Peterson. Francisco. No. Uno Hype. Uno Hype. Rapper from San Francisco. Uh, this song's called Elevate.
I listened to it on the car ride over, nice. and uh, I think I've promoted four of his songs. He's that good. I'll, we'll play it after this. But Fred, thanks for joining. Thanks, Fred. Uh, Artist is in a hype. Uh, we'll be back next week. And just for everybody, before we cut, Ether's at 2931, <laughs> up 5.3%. All right, cut it. <laughs> All right, cut it. Thanks, guys. Little bro, I don't know why you stressing. Take some time and then count all your blessings. I know life's depressing. I want you progressing. The universe testing your strength and you let it. Deep down inside, it's leaving a message. And all of that flashing, man, who you impressing? You losing your ethics. Partners ain't real and they love it synthetic. Don't want to press you with all of these lectures. Just want you to win because this world is pathetic. Changing their minds and leaving your mark. Change up your grind because that's where it starts. Heading them books or pushing them costs. Bouncing that ball or topping the charts. Got faith in you, boy, because I know that you smart. Whatever you want. Just know it ain't far Don't listen to me and go follow your heart You sit around like you don't know what to do Chip on your shoulder, you got something to prove Make that move, don't be afraid to lose Flex your muscle like you on the jokes Elevate, 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 elevate Flex your muscle like you But your bro one was best for ya Cause I was one true, that's why I'm checking ya And I ain't in the best position Young dumb and never listen All the work I resisted And the people around, man, they didn't get the vision I was misstated, dictated, unappreciated The last pick had to pick myself up for carriage Never minds remain bitter In return, your mind turned a winner Had to step back like Kimber Just to make the world remember So what you wanna be, my nigga? Afraid to ask for help, cause you don't know yourself Had to fall off just to learn my wealth Wanna watch you grow right in front of me Give them the truth and not what they wanna see You sit around like you don't know what to do Chip on your shoulder